cruel world. This is Ace Von Johnson from Faster Pussycat and LA Guns. Just letting you know you're listening to the Gary Brugman podcast. Rock and roll. Yo, 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 it's your man, Big Daddy Roughneck. You're tuned into the Gary Brugman podcast. Prepare to be entertained. Hey everybody, welcome back. Guess what? It's a relaunch of the Gary Brugman Podcast. It has been almost six months since we've been on here. A lot of things have happened. So hold on to something tight because we're going to be banging off some guardrails. So let's get to it. What's up? Who is that? How oh, are Gary, you? That's you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Dude, what is happening, man? Dude, what, where you been? You look so much different than social media. I haven't seen you in what? 6 months? Yeah, 4 months. Nice try. Yeah, well, you know. But uh yeah, dude, welcome back. It's another episode, episode 78, brother. Episode 78 Woo-hoo. of the podcast. Can you believe that? Oh my goodness. There're going to be some happy people. To hear us on the comeback. I know, right? I know. A lot of things have happened, man. Um, do we have any yeah. sponsors? <laughs> a lot of things have happened. What's the biggest thing that happened? Man. Mission accomplished. Dude, you know, and, and that's a big part of it, but we're going to get into that. But yeah, the mission has been accomplished, brother. Mission have been accomplished. President Trump has signed my pardon. Oh, I forgot. I have it over there. I should pull it up. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's been a crazy six months, man. It, it's it's amazing how one signature can change somebody's life, both good and bad, if you know what yep. I'm talking about. Yep. You know? So, but we're going to get into that. We're going to get into a lot of things. But, uh, dude, we don't have uh, um, um, sponsors right now. I'm just going to throw, well, we have one sponsor. We have Hero Soap Company. Hero Soap Company, all right? It's a veteran-owned company um, out of Phoenix, Arizona. Everything is handmade in the U.S., everything for the soaps, for the, for the merchandise. Everything is made in the U.S. of A. So go to HeroSoapCompany.com, order some Hero Soap, use promo code HONORFIRST. It's still good. It's still good. You can still use it. Use promo code HONORFIRST to get 10% off. And wash your damn taints. Wash your taints, baby. It's about time. Wash your taint. That's right. That's right. They have a liquid soap now, man. That's <laughs> badass. That in a while. <laughs> they they are they have a liquid soap now, which is pretty badass, brother. Is it? Yeah. I tell you, I get the uh, I get the multi pack. Right. You get a little bit of everything. Right. I throw my discount code on there. <laughs> Can't beat that price, baby. Right. Right. Can't right. Beat it. Go get you some. Yep. That's that. That's the way it is. Oh, no, no, there we sh- go. Shout out Active Carry. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. We were, I was going to do that. Of course, Active shout Carry, baby. Active carry. You know what? I want to shout out Active Carry so bad because they are such an awesome company. They have such awesome med kits, and they are in my truck. I didn't bring one, but oh, check it out. Hold on. Hold on. You got one? Yeah, Active Carry, man. They are. When did you get that big one? Look at that. Right? Check it out. There That's you go. Satchel. There That's you go. The- the essentials. You got your turkey net and everything going. Roger that. Oh, the, my turkey net showing? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, ever since I saw it, I called a turkey net on the Jetsons a long time ago. I never stopped calling a tourniquet a turkey neck. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, yeah, Active Carry Technologies, check them out. Active Carry, they 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 got the best uh, med kits, first responder kits, and the best IFACs you can come around. Man, they're freaking amazing. They are Active Carry uh, on Instagram and Active Carry Nation as a backup on Instagram as well. And it's Active Carry Tech T E C Active Carry Tech.com. Check them out. And 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 they haven't given us a f- discount code, so you know we're gonna need to change that. But you know. Uh, go on there and yeah. let them know you heard it on the Gary Brugman podcast. That's true flat dark earth podcast that we have relaunched today. Yes. I tell you, those active carry bags, though, man, high quality made. I put my, I've been using mine hardcore getting a workout for like the last three, four weeks. Dude, they're, they're, it's, it's a stitching, everything beautiful. I got, I got one, I got a, a general kit that I got on my gun belt and then I got the board tack in my truck. Okay. Oh, yep. Yep. Carry it wherever I go. Nice. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, man. That's that's about it for sponsors that we got now. What what uh, what uh what number will we consider this podcast? Season three, seven episode seventy eight. Oh no, season three. I figure after Whoa. six month hiatus, we had to start a new season. All right, you all know? right. I could dig it. So. And by the way, we didn't get canceled. <laughs> we didn't get canceled. <laughs> we didn't get picked up either. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't do that. But um, for those of you that know uh, a long time. Oh, and one more thing. This guy. A sheets me drawers. He's still out there. We need to I find him. him. On the internet. I've seen him on, on yep. Instagram. Yep. He's, he's a Canadian. Keeps crossing the border illegally. We're going to get him one day. A sheets one me day. drawers. We're going to get him one day. So, <laughs> I sheets with drawers. That never gets old. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everybody that's been listening to the podcast for a while knows that I started this podcast for a reason. And uh, do you remember that reason, bro? My sole Big pr- reason. Huge reason. The sole reason I started this podcast was to get the attention of President Trump so I can get a pardon. All right. Yeah, man. And and then after you know uh, the first three episodes that I uh, recorded on uh, for this podcast, the first three episodes I recorded on my iPhone in the kitchen. Right there we go. Look at that, President of the United States. So after th- after the third episode, I had already uh, I was already done with like my story, and I was like, okay, well. You know, that I'm about four hours into it. I started the podcast because I've been on, on, on a lot of podcasts before I started this and TV shows and radio shows and everything. And then I always got, you know, uh, Battle, Battle Line podcast, Chris Peranto's podcast gave me the most time. And it was, you know, almost two hours. Right. It was like an hour and 50 something minutes, I believe it was. And that's the most I had talked about my case. That's the most anybody listened to Drinking Bros. After I got my pardon, gave me like an hour and 20 minutes when that was really good podcast as well. Y'all should check that out. Drinking Bros podcast, episode 766. Um, But I wanted to start my own podcast because I had so much more to say. There was so much more detail that I had to put out there as far as my case and everything that happened. I never felt like I can do that in 20 minutes, in 10 minutes, you know. So I started this podcast. And then after season three, I had, after episode three, I had already told all of my story in detail, more than I cared to say about it, and I, it just kind of stuck. So I brought on Daryl Bowling, and then I brought on Barry Morgenstein, the top New York uh, headshot photographer, 
um, brought in my, my, my buddy who's a special forces guy in the Italian army when COVID first hit because it's really hit out there. I mean, I had a lot of JP Cervantes on episode 10, you know, and, um, and, and, and then, you know, you started rolling with me and we just became a team and it became a disease. I had to podcast. I had to podcast. It was great, you know, <laughs> but, but I never stopped sending my message out there to, right. to, to get my, to get the president, to get the attention of the president. Well, I'll be damned. I'll, Holy crap. I'll be damned. <laughs> I'll be damned if he didn't get his attention. <laughs> Maybe a little bit too much attention. <laughs> uh, so, 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 so check it out. I had a lot of help going into this, right? I had a lot of help from media people up in, uh, up in DC. Um, you know, Sarah Carter was a big help. Laura Ingram. I had Bernard Carrick out there, you know, um, Chad Prather made some calls for me. I had a lot, just a lot, a lot of people that had the back of a lot of congressmen, Ted Cruz, just a lot of people were supporting me. And um, <clears throat> so I kind of had an idea that I was on the short list. I didn't really know, right? But I, I, I had an idea. I said, I have to be on the short list with everything. But I, I didn't really know nothing in stone. So I'm cruising up to uh, Fort Worth on December 23rd the day before Christmas Eve, and I wasn't looking forward towards Christmas, dude. I wasn't looking forward to Christmas at all. You know, I was like, ah, just another day in Christmas. I don't, not going to enjoy. I talking to you. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, you know, hey, how, how are your holidays? I, I'm ready for them to be over, you know? Right, how the holidays right, treat right. me? That'll be much better when it's over, you know? Right. So, so I'm cruising up there, and, uh, and I had somebody in Houston that had, a, that had a contact that was helping me out, and, uh, and he calls me. And I'm on my way to Fort Worth, and I'm going through Hillsboro, which is about, oh, 90 minutes before my destination. So I'm cruising through there, and he says, hey, something came up on your background check. We need to check with the White House. We've got to clear this up. I'm like, what'd I do? And he's like, <laughs> and he's like well, I'm, I'm kind of busy now. Are you up for a phone call later? I said, yeah, 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 give me a heads up. And he's like, I'll, I'll talk to you later. So for about next hour and 15 minutes i'm driving up to fort worth going what the fuck did i do now i'm like your Shit. whole life you were thinking about yeah I'm like, I'm like i'm like i'm like i'm like could have been could have been that freaking lieutenant junior grade that i slacked that i slapped in mle school <laughs> because he was a little shit and mouthed off to me <laughs> he did i was like fuck away from me man <laughs> freaking officer but uh but uh yeah dude we we, we were in motor, motor uh motor uh maritime law enforcement school Right, and this guy was fresh, fresh out of the freaking academy. I mean, like, like maybe less than a year, you know. And he's lieutenant junior grade, and he had never been on a boarding, you know. And at this point, what was this like? Ninety? It was like ninety-five, ninety-five, ninety-six. I had been in about six years now. I had over five hundred boardings to my name. Salty you dog. Know? Oh yeah, salty I, dog I, you I, are. dude, I was on FCI crews. I had chased dopers around the freaking Bahamas, down in the Caribbean, you know, you name it, and right. um. And, 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 and this dude, and, and, and I understand that, you know, he's, he's trying to learn. But, you know, when, when you're at the Maritime Law Enforcement School and it's my turn to be the boarding officer and I have my assistant boarding officer and we were enlisted, he starts telling me, no, you're not going to do that. I'm like, you can't tell me not to do that. I'm the boarding officer. Your, your rank doesn't matter. This is a scenario. All yeah. right. If, if we fail the scenario, it's on me. It's not on you. I'm the boarding officer. This doesn't have nothing to do with you, but he wanted to pull freaking rank on me in the scenario. 
So I, told head. Him, so I told him, man, you need to step off. You need to get back. Where you, I said, go back to the ship. Get off the boat or whatever. And he, I don't know what he said to me as I freaking grabbed him. I'm like, ah, the fuck off the boat. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I, he got off the boat, I'm sure. Oh, oh yeah. And, then, and there was a chief, uh, E7, there was a chief, and, and he was the same thing. He was a, a quartermaster chief who had spent all his time behind a desk, and now he's a... Uh, he, he's in law enforcement school because they wanted to put him, get him qualified. I was like, you two do not belong on a boarding team, you know? But anyway, so I was like, could it have been that that happened in 95? Or I mean, I mean <laughs> could, 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 could it be that freaking Humvee I drove into the drink off that dock? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so many things flashed, behind, flashed in front of my eyes. I said, what did I do? How did I mess up my pardon now, you know? So anyway, so about an hour and 15 minutes later, he gives me a call. And uh, and he says, hey, uh, I got the White House on the phone. We, we need to clear this up. Are you driving? I said, yeah. He goes, well, you need to pull off the highway because we need to talk. You know, I'm like, all right. So I pulled off the highway, pulled, into, pulled into a gas station. And, and he says, hey, I got the White House on the phone. Go ahead and, exp- go ahead and uh, explain to him. So I was like, hello? And she says, hey, Gary. I was like, hey, how you doing? And he says, uh, um, we need to clear something up. And I was like, okay, what did I do? He said, well, you didn't do anything. I just want to let you know that on behalf of the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, I want to thank you on a full and unconditional pardon that he just signed for you about an hour and a half ago. I was like, what? Are you for real? And and then they started reading me the the press release. You know, They started reading me the press release, and I started crying. I had my mom with me. And I yeah. started, I started crying, and uh, my mom was like, "What happened? What happened?" I was like, "Mom, this is good. Just hold on." So, yeah, man, and uh, I was, I was choked up, and I called my buddy a jerk for pulling my freaking leg, for ha- having me in suspense for ninety minutes because he's done that to me before. Because that's what he is—is is a jerk. Ooh. And if he's listening, you know who you fucking are. <laughs> <laughs> but bro, let me tell you, I mean, I couldn't. It it took me a while. It took me a while because as of that night, my phone, you know what? That's put me in such a good mood. I think I'm going to grab my son's Liberty glass right here. Uh-oh. Yeah. You know what time it is. What time is it? Boom. Jamebow. So, so, dude, that night my phone started blowing up. All right? And, and for the next four or five days, it did not stop ringing. You know, bro, Kid Rock called me. Kid Rock called Kid me. Kid Rock called me. I got calls from people I hadn't heard of in so long. I got calls from Border Patrol agents uh, that I worked with in the past that I haven't seen in 15 or heard of in 15 years. I got calls from Border Patrol agents, at least, at least 60, 70 Border Patrol agents that I didn't even know. That just you wanted had the, the same phone number a long time, huh? Huh? You had the same phone number a long time. Huh? I've, have, I've had the same phone number since I've been in Texas, since 1998. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. That's a yeah. lot of people you gave your number out to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- th- this is the only phone number I've ever had in, uh, since cell phones came out. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I had another phone number, but it was my business number when I had, like, my tool truck and stuff. But this right. has been my personal number for since 1998. Wow. Mm-hmm. I remember where I was when I found out. On a shitter? <laughs> no, I was taking a nap. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, you need to take this phone call that's right. right now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and I got calls from Border Patrol agents, and they said 
that um, they said, some of them were like, dude, I've been in the Border Patrol 15 years, and so-and-so was my law instructor at the academy, and you worked with him. I said, yeah, I know who that is. And he told me all about you, and he explained the story to the class. And then other ones would be like, hey, man, I work here, and your story came up when we were doing a use of force training, and our instructor told us uh, how you had messed up. And then once he got done with the training, he goes, well, that's what I had to tell you. Let me tell you the truth, because I've worked with this guy, and I know him. You know? Right. And then other ones, I had, I had a couple of agents, like three agents called me up and said that, hey, you're the reason I joined the Border Patrol. Wow. You know, yeah, you're the reason I joined the Border Patrol. I was like, no shit. And they were like, yep. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's very humbling, bro. Uh, I got calls from everybody, man, um, everybody. And it was just so overwhelming. And um, so that was on a Wednesday night, right? That, right. And that was Christmas Eve Eve. Thursday right. was Christmas Eve. Friday was Christmas Day, and I had to get back to San Antonio because I forgot. Oh, I was going to have Ziva. That's right, because I was going to have my daughter for Christmas Day that day. So okay. um, so I left really early from Fort Worth about 7 in the morning. I had my mom with me. and, right. and that, uh, Sun was up. Sun was up, and I was driving back, and, um, and I'm on the express lanes. And it's holiday. There's no traffic. And, and dude, the air was cleaner. The... Sky was bluer. Even my damn truck ran better, you know? I mean, I, I, right. I felt really good. But I'm going to be honest with you. It wasn't probably until three weeks later that I, that I, got, that I got, came out of church. She's up again. That I, got, that, I, that I left church and I went to a Black Rifle Coffee. And I got me a coffee. And I got me a warfighter tobacco, and I sat there, and it was a perfect day. And I was watching people going back and forth. And for the first time, for the first time in 20 years, I didn't have a worry in the world. It was just perfect, man. It was just perfect. So, yeah, so awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty intense, man. It, and it still is. It still is. So since then. And, and, you know, I mean, I've been, in, I've been in such a good mood. Very rarely have I been in a bad mood. There's some things that have put me in a bad mood, but they're specific things. Um, <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> they're specific things. But, uh, um, dude, I've, it's, it's unreal how one man's signature on a piece of paper can change your life. For me, it changed it for the better, you know. We got some guys on the Keystone Pipeline where it changed it for the worse. So just one little keystroke. A hand stroke of a signature like this, one little hand stroke can change somebody's life for good or for bad. You know, motherfuckers need to remember that. Yeah. You know? And, uh, but yeah, dude, I'm a free man. The state of Texas has given me a license to carry. You know? Woo-woo! Yeah. He's so, back, ladies and so, gentlemen. Look out. So I've been investing heavily in, into my uh, newly restored <laughs> uh, Second Amendment rights. <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. I'm catching up on 20 years of non-shooting. Yeah, you, start, you can only catch up on 20 years of ammo. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> <sighs> That's bad. That's bad. I can't believe that. You know, and last year when we started this podcast, it was all about the COVID, bro. All about yeah. COVID and Antifa. You know. Yeah. Wait, do you still have that programmed on the button? Is she still on there? Corona. 
<laughs> Ain't heard that in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, man, and and dude, you know how you know for a fact how many times people have been asking us to bring this podcast back. Oh yeah, yeah. People bring. I, I miss it. I miss it. I miss it. I used to listen to it every morning. I know it was. It, it, it was twice a week. It came out on Mondays and Thursdays, and dude, we did it religiously for seventy-seven episodes, bro. Seventy-seven yeah. episodes, we did it religiously. Re- on another drink, relentlessly. <laughs> That's what I meant. Yeah, <laughs> religiously. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've drunk- gotten into some great discussions. Great yeah, discussions, and we had some good guests. And uh, on the next episode, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a lady from Canine Line. Which supplies uh, service dogs to veterans in need, and they're in need themselves. They're about twenty one thousand dollars in the hole, so we're gonna see if we can raise Ooh. a little money for them. But okay. uh, but they're, they're still person. still still cranking out dogs because man, you know these service dogs they cost tens of thousands of dollars to train. Yep. You know. Yep. So, but uh, but we'll we'll have Crystal on from Canine Line, and uh, and and I figure you can help me out with that one since you're the dog guy. <laughs> room, room, room. Uh, and, my, and my bro uh Stuart Chafin, my bro Diesel that owns uh Expedition Security Solutions in Florida. Um he's uh, he's uh, the one that's out there training dogs for her, so he's doing oh, his okay. service out there. Yeah, it's pretty he's a, he's a pretty badass dude. He's my bro. Um looking forward to seeing him in July. But yeah, man, just uh trying to get to the academy that to the police academy. They won't let me go to the police academy because technically I'm still a felon. I was still convicted. I was just pardoned. There, it's like a, a pardon doesn't prove innocence. All right, a pardon doesn't prove innocence. It okay. It it just says you did something wrong. So you lost. You went to jail. You lost all your rights. We can't, you know, not do anything about the jail part. But here's your rights back. But you're still guilty. But here's your rights back. You know, it doesn't prove innocence. Just because you get a pardon doesn't mean that you're innocent of the crime that you were convicted of. And they will hold that again, and they're holding that against you. Yeah, yeah. But they, but, but you know, they gave me a license to carry, which is cool. But you know, I can't go to the police academy. But I'm still trying right. to find a way around it. They said if I get my records expunged, that they will, uh, that then I can go. But the feds, okay. the the federal government doesn't expunge records. Oh, all right. So I mean, and it's not saying they they don't. It's saying that they won't. But you know, I, I'm trying to find a way around that as well. You know, but uh, I want. Oh, dude! And can you get your PI license? I I don't know. I'm I'm working on that. Okay. You know, I'm working on baby steps, baby steps, babies, because I still got you know I'm still taking care of my mom, and she's getting more difficult and and worse and older and everything. And I forgot one thing, dude. I forgot what? one very important thing. Um, What's that? I forgot to dedicate this podcast. I was gonna ask you about that. This is season three, though, so you know I'm just holding on. Yeah, but still, you remembered and you didn't remind me? Thanks. Appreciate that. Thanks, battle buddy. Anyway, um, I've dedicated... No, I've, de- me. I've dedicated this podcast to this person before, but I'm going to episode this episode. I'm going to dedicate this, se- this season opening Take episode. Take another sip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Season one. Uh, season three, three, episode one. Episode 78. Or going up for episode... 78. Okay. 78. Season three, season three episode, episode 78, 78, is going out to our brother, 
Mr. J.P. Cervantes. J.P. You want to talk about a sellout? You didn't even let me get ready. J.P. Cervantes. Cervantes. Yeah, man. You know, J.P.'s been going through a hard time. Uh, he's been in the hospital quite a bit. The man's almost died on us twice, and it kills me that I haven't been able to go see him. But uh, uh, but from what I understand, he's doing a question and answer tomorrow. Oh, we're back to... He's doing preguntas tomorrow. So, I mean, I saw the countdown, so he must be feeling better. Okay, good, good, excellent. So Glad he's on the on the on the move on the positive but, then. But we did almost lose him two or three times in the hospital. So, so uh, <laughs> keep him in your prayers. He's not he's not out of danger yet, but I'm sure he's feeling much better. He's got a girlfriend now, so <laughs> so you know we probably won't be hearing from him as much. We he still owes me a trip to Panama, so. <laughs> But uh, but this episode, JP, this one's for you. I've dedicated the episode to you before, but this one again, the relaunch episode, episode seventy-eight of season three, is for you, my brother. So, welcome back to the Millennium Falcon. Nice, JP, love you, bro. So, but um, but yeah, bro. Uh, I've had a, I had a, uh, had surgery on April first. They they removed part of my prostate, and when, when doing that, they found a little the very beginning stages of cancer. So they got it out. They, the VA is confident that they got most of it out, or well, all of it out. And nice. um, because even the doctor said I had never even seen cancer in that early stages before. Wow. So, so uh, he's confident they got it all out. I'm going back in three months to uh, to get scanned again to make sure, but. Ooh man, ooh, ooh this that that prostate surgery, dude. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. It, it it's I w- I wouldn't say the most painful because my shoulder surgery that would that that felt like I got shot with a three fifty seven magnum, <clears throat> but uh, but next to that, and I've had quite a bit of surgeries. I have my freaking neck. I have my back three times. My knee. My hands. You know, um, I've had quite a few surgeries, but man, that one is just, it's, it's, it's laid me out. It's laid me out. Yeah, people, man. people take so many things for granted in this life, you know, and, and, and I wake up every morning and I thank God for everything that I can do. But, you know, think about this, man. You know, you go to the bathroom every day and you, and you, and you take a leak, dude. You know how easy that is? You know how difficult that can be? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will never take that for granted any, uh, again, dude, because it's, it's, it's agonizing. You ever pass a kidney stone? It's uh, worse than that. <laughs> well, yes. Yes, it, it is. I mean. Times 10. <laughs> I mean, th- this prostate surgery, when, 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 I, when I use the restroom, it feels like somebody kicked me in the taint with a pointy cowboy boot. <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God, you know, the only, the only time I ever felt pain like that was when New York City cop shoves his freaking boot up my freaking ass <laughs> and hit the bullseye. I was like, oh, <laughs> but, did it hurt more starting or stopping? Stopping. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's what that's what that's when it hurts. 
that muscle. You have a muscle but down it, there. But it's agonizing, bro. But it's agonizing. But they said they got all of the cancer. So I really, awesome. I really don't care because, you know, I mean, that's between me and God. You know, it's a little personal thing. Everybody's been telling me, hey, why haven't you put it out there? We could pray for you. Why haven't I said, oh, it's between me and God. You know, because when I, when I was incarcerated, bro, I prayed a lot. And I, I prayed for the wrong things, you know, because I prayed, I prayed for money. You know, once I got out, I prayed for money, and I got a little bit. I got a little bit of that. I prayed for a pardon. I got that. You know, all in his time. So he gave me. He, you know, he he helped me with my finances, and he uh, he he gave me the pardon that I oh so wanted. But then, you know, just as a little reminder, he was like, "Oh yeah, you wanted this too. Here, have some of that." You know, <laughs> just to keep me humble, just to remember what I asked for. Right. You know, just to remember what I asked for, which is why I tell you all the time, pray. Right. Ray, he hears you. May not be at the very moment, but he will hear you. Yep. And he will answer you. You know? So Amen. But, you know, I mean, and 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 everybody's still praying for you there too. So, you know, you're in our prayers. Who? You, fucker. Oh. <laughs> so Yeah, I, I, I could relate very much so to everything that you just described. Yeah. So yeah, I've 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 gone down that same trail. I'm a little bit younger than you, and uh, I didn't get quite the news that you got. Right, I know, I know. So for people that are watching my social media, I have no problem sharing what I'm going through because you know what? What my story does is open it up for other people to know what to get through when they what to expect when they're going through it. Yep. And, 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 you know, you're, you're the leader of your family. So, you know, you need to uh, be strong and, and guide them through this and you'll get through it, bro. I know you will. I'm not letting you not get through it. You Yo, know, I'm having a robot operate on me. Dude, that's badass, dude. It, it's called Da Vinci. How dude, classy is that? Dude, imagine if you go in there and like C-3PO's in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, you're wear- and you're wearing that Stormtrooper mask. It'll be like, oh, I've got you now, motherfucker. <laughs> Hold on, R2. <laughs> we're blowing his pop stand. That's it. That's it. <laughs> oh, wow. But yeah, they're, they're, uh, they actually have a robot that's going to perform my, uh, my procedure. No Amazing. kidding. Amazing technology. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's it's crazy that they were up to that now. Imagine that, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I, I I know that robots have done a lot of things. I mean, they build cars. Why can't they freaking operate on somebody? I mean, I've actually I've actually seen like surgeons where they actually have move their hands and the robot does it. But they've also seen them where they program to do what it is they're supposed to do. You know. Right. So. Right. I've seen the robot bartenders. <laughs> They make a pretty good drink. Yeah, right. you, you know what I like about robot bartenders. You ain't got to tip them, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I, I I like to support people in the blue collar industry, like that service industry. Yeah, but they're not robots. They're people. I got no problem tipping people. Right, people. I ain't tipping right. no robot. Sorry. That's what I'm saying. And maybe a squirt of WD forty is about it. <laughs> a squirt. <laughs> a squirt. Squirt, <laughs> just a little squirt at WD forty, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so I, I've met a bunch of our, uh, I've met a bunch of our listeners, man, and they've been, uh, they, they've been pretty cool. 
And we've been getting messages from our listeners left and right. Where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? You know? And, um, and I need to apologize to the people because I really, really wanted to bring it back a lot sooner. But I've been really enjoying my freedom right now. Yes. You know? And, and, and believe it or not, this pardon has changed a lot of things. It's changed a lot of things for me, and, and my, my time has, I, I don't have the time, you know? The time has changed, everything's changed, and, and, and now I find myself busier than I was before, you know, because now I, I got a whole new set of goals, you know? I got a whole new vision on life. Everything's changed. It is. It, it is. And, and let me tell you, my brother, through all this, Taking care of your mother is the most noblest thing I've ever seen. That's the hardest thing I've done in a long time, bro. Yeah. It's the, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. She's she's constantly... I had to switch hats, bro. Okay. My headphones, keep, uh, my, oh, my headphones keep falling. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, my mom's still dying of bladder cancer, and she's getting so frail, and her mind's going, and... And I'm becoming her worst enemy now because all she wants to do is fight with me, bro. All mm. she wants to do is fight with me. Fight with me, fight with me. That's all she wants to do now. And and it, it gets really old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's stubborn, you know. You want to do things your way, but you can't. And you need help. And I get it. I she, get it. She's, she's, but she, it still don't make it easy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know it doesn't. It's it's not easy at all, bro. It's not easy at all. But uh, a lot of things been happening in the world, bro. And and um, I need to thank everybody. All I mean, I've gotten messages from across the world, from from Spain, from Italy, from uh, Australia, Canada, just, Canada. Yeah, just uh, con- no seriously, congratulating me on this pardon. And like I said, I'm sorry I didn't bring the podcast back earlier, but. You know, I, I had I had a lot of things to do, and I've been wanting to. It's not like I haven't wanted to. I've been telling everybody that I'm going to, but. Well, guess what? Fuck it. We back, baby. Right? That's it. We are back. <laughs> we are completely back. Hold on. Ooh, gotta... There's so much stuff to talk about to catch up on. I know, right? There's so many stupid liberals out there. The snowflakes are still melting. I'm double checking my uh, thing. Yeah, hold on. He's double checking his, checking, checking his. There we go. All right. Had, you had, better? Had, yeah, you I had to mess with my sound just a little bit. All right. All right. But um, yeah, man. I mean, you know, since since we've been off the air, we've had a a, a change of command. You know that freaking that freaking useless old Jerry Tall popping dude, freaking Biden, has taken oh, over. Bi- oh, Biden. Oh, Biden. Oh, Biden. <sighs> Dude, this fucker's taking us back freaking 50 years, bro. Yeah. Do you see the price of gas? That's all yeah. I want to say. Yeah. Dude, the, the, the price of gas, the freaking border, the, I mean, everything, man. The, the economy. Issues. Look, at he pulled out of Israel, left Israel there to fend for themselves. Yep. Yep. I mean. Terrible. Our, our number one ally in the Middle East, our only ally in the Middle East, you know. Who's got our back since day one. Yep. 
and and he's over here siding with fucking Hamas. Mm-hmm. You know, in, with the Palestinians. In his first, what was his first forty-five days? O'Biden gave the Palestinians two hundred million dollars. Yep. Of our tax, it's not federal money; it's our taxpayer mm-hmm. money. Let's understand that right. And I wish they would use that term more in the news and mainstream media. It's taxpayer money, not federal funds. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. I mean, and it's just it's just ridiculous the things that he's doing. How fucking lefties don't see what what's going on, I'll never understand. You know? I mean, it's just how how can they not see it? I mean, their their gas prices are going up too, but they don't give a fuck. They're 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 on the people's dime. They're on the people's dime. They don't give a shit. You know, I, and I'm really, really starting to despise the left. I used to believe everybody's got their own opinion and everybody's got their own views and all that kind of stuff, you know. But no, I'm basically, you guys are fucking idiots. The left are fucking stupid, you know. This is so far left, though. The left, this is so far left. We're talking socialism in the, in the Democrat Party. It's been I, it's, overtaken. It's crazy, bro. It's crazy the things that they're doing, man. man. It's crazy the things that they're doing, you know. So, but we we got to keep our eyes on that. And uh, this 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 past weekend, it was pretty awesome because I was at a a convention in Dallas called the Faith and Freedoms uh, Convention, and uh, my buddy Steve Williford was up there, and he was the uh, he was the guy that killed the uh, church shooter in Sutherland Springs. So uh, he, he ran after the guy barefoot. (laughs) <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, he, he got into it with him barefoot, with, into a gunfight with him barefoot. And um, he was there. Uh, Craig Sawman Sawyer was there. And it was just so many good patriotic Americans and, and, and faith and Pastor Greg Locke. Holy smoke, Pastor Greg Locke. This guy's freaking awesome. He, he, he's one of my favorites, man. You got to read his book. He's one of my favorites. Okay. He, he, was, he, he was talking about how we need to stand up and... and and the first thing we need to do, everybody's like, well, what, what can we do? What can we do? The first thing we need to do is get the courage to stand up. You know, we need to stop being cowards and stuff. And he, talk, he, and he talks a little bit about his, uh, his, uh, his church and, and pastors and stuff. I don't know if you can hear this. Let me see if I can pull this up. I'm not sure. Hold on. You're, 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 you're like this. Where is he? Oh, shit. Bro, uh, you're going you're to have to speak for a minute. Give me a second. Go ahead. Keep the people entertained. Oh, oh, oh. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of thing going in the news today. A lot of things. The hacking of the pipeline. I don't, I don't, I don't buy that story. Number one, there's got to be manual valves there. Uh, number two... We don't negotiate with terrorists in this country. So I have a hard time swallowing that story. That story, uh-uh, red flag for me. Oh, somebody was on the floor again. I was talking about the hacking of the pipeline. I don't buy that story. You don't buy that story? I don't buy it. No. Not red flag for me. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, you know, whether, whether it happened or it didn't, I mean, somebody did something, okay? Whether, whether it was Russia, whether it was the government, whether it was whoever the hell it was, somebody did something that caused this, you know? 
I mean, we're, we're, um, how about our own country, our okay, own administration? Uh, yeah. Well, somebody did something to cause this, and it didn't happen in four years of Donald Trump. No, you know, I'd hate, I'd no. hate to think, I'd hate to uh, as fucked up as our country is i would hate to think that they would do that to us i don't put it past him i don't doubt it for a split second but i'd hate to think that that was it you know but i don't believe it was russia either so because they're always trying to blame everything on russia although again i don't put it past russia either but who do you believe that's the question who do you believe you know until you find out the truth it's it's kind right. of make, makes things kind I'm of not difficult buying that story though yeah i'm not buying that no way ransom we don't we don't negotiate with terrorists but, but, dude, it's not, we don't negotiate with terrorists, but that, that's a private pipeline. It's not a government I un- pipeline. I understand it's private, but don't you think it's in our country's best interest to protect it? But, it's, but the government doesn't own it, so the government can't say that they're not going to pay the ransom. It's ransomware. I'm, and I'm not saying whether they did or they didn't. I'm just saying that's not the government's place. If I have a business and... And, 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 and I'm being cyber attacked by... Obviously, another country, right? And they want a cyber attack. You don't think the government should step in and be like, "Oh, hold on, we'll send a cyber team to you"? And, that, and in, in a perfect world, yes, you know, and and maybe maybe for a pipeline that size, that that co- you know, that's essential, yes. But if I have very essential, we found out, right? But but that you're you're missing my point. If I have a, if I have a business, let's say that pipeline's mine, and it gets ransomware, it gets cyber attacked, and the government doesn't step in. And there's no gas on the East Coast for five days already. You know, $5 million isn't a lot of money for me to pay for them to let it go. Now you're setting the bar. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Because this happens to people all the time. I know many companies that it's happened to. Many small businesses that it's happened to. I've known, I, people, I've known where it's happened to gas stations. I know where it's happened to real estate agents. I've known where it's happened to sporting goods stores. You know, I've said I know about four or five different businesses personally where they've been where they've been ransomed like that and they've had to pay the money. And it sucks. That's crazy. And it sucks, you know. But when you're losing your business, what are you going to do? You know, now, should the government step in? Of course, the government, the government should always protect us. That's that's the purpose of the fucking government, you know, is to protect us from attack. Whether That's why we pay taxes, right? Exactly. Whether whether it's an insurgency, whether it's parachutes and Koreans falling out of the sky, or if it's a <laughs> fucking you know, or if it's a freaking cyber attack, you know. Right. That's their that's their freaking job, you know. But when they don't do what they're supposed to, what are you supposed to do? You know? Let let me let me throw a little twist on here. Let's bounce off a guardrail and you all right now try okay you froze up go ahead now try it now they paid a ransom to open up the pipeline right right it was cyber attack right and you're telling me i'm supposed to believe that the computers that they used in the election were not hacked couldn't be hacked i don't believe any of that shit Mm. you know i don't believe any of that you know, we, we all know the election was stolen. They, they, you don't even got to convince me of that. You know, right. you, the, you know the, the, the Dominion machines, know that that's a pretty poor example because we all know that they were rigged. All right? We already know that, you know. As far, as far as the cyber attack goes, I don't even know what the hell to believe. I'd hate to think that it was our own government punishing us for it, you know. I mean, I'd hate to think that, but who, who, knows, who knows 
what the hell these Democrats are up to, you know? Well, I got to say Mike Lindell is going up before the Supreme Court of the United States with overwhelming evidence of voter fraud and suppression, uh, not suppression, uh, the hacking of uh, by another country in our election. He's got all the proof laid out. He's got stuff that he hasn't released yet that is overwhelmingly shows that our election. No, how did Mike Lindell get hold of that? And, you know, everybody always says that, you know, like how does this guy who makes pillows, who's been a junkie, who's been at, you know, in and out of rehab, how does he figure out this election stuff? Because the man has so much money, he was able to hire the best eggheads in the country to check the system, to probe the system, and give him all the evidence he needed. Man paid for it. It's not like he did it himself. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. But, you know, I mean, how did, next question is how did he get the Supreme Court to agree to hear the case? Because the Supreme Court don't hear a lot of cases. No, no. They and, pay, and he's and, been pushing and, very and hard. They, so. And they wouldn't hear freaking President Trump or Julie, Julie, Rudy Giuliani's. Hold on. Time for a sip. <laughs> That's a tough one. I'll give you that one. They wouldn't hear, they wouldn't hear President Trump's or Rudy Giuliani's evidence that they had, and they had a bunch of overwhelming uh, evidence too. And last time I checked, the president was richer than Mike Lindell. Well, <clears throat> my perspective on this is that inf- uh, information and and evidence was coming about by the day, if you remember. Every right. day there was another more evidence here, more evidence there. I believe you need to give yourself a timeline and let everything settle down so then you could build back and, you know, deconstruct everything that they did. I get that. They already caught them with the Dominion machines. They don't want to give them the second passcode so they could check the, the votes to, to the signatures and the and the dots that they make. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's only three companies that deal with the computers for our elections. I think that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, it's a monopoly almost, a trinopoly. 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 Drink. <laughs> you know? But yeah, when, when you got three companies that run everything in the United States, I mean, you know, there's bound to be corruption and bullshit, you know? So. Especially when the machines are being made by other countries. Yeah. <laughs> That's a problem for me. Mm. Big problem. What happened to the big button thing? You used to slide, the curtain would go behind you. Yeah, no Press, shit, remember that? Exactly. Press all the buttons. <laughs> I never got to vote like that. Can't hack like can't hack that shit. Yeah, no shit, <laughs> no shit. You know, but but I mean, it's it's just a damn shame what this president's done in forty five days to our country. You know, did you see that? Did you see that meme I put up today? It says if Joe Biden's done this in 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 five months, I'm glad he didn't do anything for forty seven years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but dude, even even looking at him. Even looking at him, just his presidential stature is nothing near that of Donald Trump, bro. Donald Trump had this freaking aura around him. Oh, (laughs) I forgot to say. I forgot. We we, we skipped over a whole bunch, dude. So Okay. So we're going to go back. Back to January 6th. Right? Oh, the infamous January 6th. We're going back to January 6th. 
So I got invited to the White House. I got invited to the White House, and uh, you're frozen. There you go. I got invited to the White House, and I was inside oh, the no, White House with Sarah Carter and a couple of other friends when the president was giving his speech. And uh, I was supposed to meet the president, and uh, because of the the uh, breach of the Capitol building during his speech, when he came, when they brought him into the White House, they actually brought him straight down into the Situation Room, and I didn't get to meet him, which kind of sucked because I really, really wanted to meet Donald Trump. Yeah, man. You know, the president of the United States. You know, and I had I I, I already knew as soon as soon as he walked to the room, man, I was gonna pop to attention and. Boom, give him the biggest freaking salute. You know, attention on deck. That's what would be words out of my mouth. You know, but, but the I, but the Trump Meister, the Trumpolini. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that didn't, but that didn't happen uh, because of the uh, Capitol breach. And I went out there that night and there was a whole bunch of people there that were not Trump supporters that were yelling F Trump, F the police. And I've been through several Trump rallies and not one have I ever seen that attitude. Not one have no. I ever seen the violence that was going on there. So, you know, and, and, and I was getting really mad. But, you know, I had just gotten a pardon and I didn't need to apply for another one. And shit was about to go. <laughs> I mean, there, there, dude, there were explosions and flashbangs and rock throwing and everything going on. I said, like, you know what? I need to go. I need to Good go. move. Yep. So so I walked on back, dude, and it was cold. But, yeah, but Washington, D.C. was awesome. I hung out with uh, Sarah Carter. I went to her house the next night for, for dinner. She cooked up a steak and some mashed potatoes. Uh, John St. Nick gave me a ride over there. He met me at my hotel. And, uh, hey. Yeah, good old St. Nick, baby. And he gave me a ride to, uh, to my hotel, uh, to her house for my hotel. We hung out and drank a few whisk- whiskeys in my, in my room while I got ready. It was a good night. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just skipped, ran right past January 6th. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. That, uh, we, that must have been some site there, man. Was it was all of D.C. shut down at that point? They they shut it down um, at 6 p.m. curfew. That evening? At 6, 6 p.m. curfew, yeah. Because I had some boys that were in Alexandria, Virginia, right across the, right, right across the river, right across the Potomac. And I wanted to jump on a subway or an Uber and go over there and drink whiskey because they were drinking whiskey at the hotel. I was bored at mine because, you know, all the bars were closed and, you know, the riots and, you know, the, the, all that shit. So everything was closed down, but I couldn't get out of the hotel. There were, there were a bunch of people hanging out in front of the hotel and the cops just rolled up and snatched them all up because they were on the street. So everybody ended up running back into the hotel. Oh, shit. As a matter of fact, oh, hotel man. security wasn't letting you out of the building. Okay. Yep. Oof. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, you know, and and I was like, what the hell is going on? So the next day I did a, uh, I did a photo shoot with uh, Christopher Martini um, from Triple Martini Productions because he's doing a little documentary on me and uh, we've been working on that. But, uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's been really cool. I've been at a couple of fundraisers. I've been doing a little bit of speaking. Um, this Thursday I'll be up at, uh, this weekend I was at the Faith and Freedoms, uh, convention. This Thursday I'm going back to that same area to Allen, Allen, Texas, just north of Dallas. And uh, I'll be giving a little speech and I'll be introducing the next governor of Texas, Chad Prather. I'll be, I'll be introducing him onto the stage. Yeah. 
Pray the 22. Pray the 22. Pray the for Texas, baby. Pray the for Texas. Chad, pray the for Texas. But, uh, nah, he, he's been a big help to me and a hella cool guy, man. And, uh, yeah. dude, li- li- life has just been pretty good. Has it? Yeah, I mean, you know. Has it? It, ha- it hasn't been perfect because nothing's perfect, but it's been a whole lot better, man. Just freedom, bro, the freedom. How many rounds have you gone through? How many rounds have you fired? A lot. You can't even count. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. That's probably that 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 right there has probably put the biggest dent in my bank account so far. <laughs> more more than the guns I've bought. More than the guns I've hey. bought is the freaking ammo. I bought a shit ton of ammo, bro. You got a few Gucci guns, a few yeah, Gucci's. Yeah, but 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 you know what it is, man. I mean, Gucci my fucking ass. Uh, uh, you get you get a freaking gun with no ammo. All it is is a fucking paperweight. It's not even a good fucking club, you know. <laughs> it's not even. A, I mean, all, all it is is paperweight. You know, paperweight. I've, I've I've switched back to the forty five for a little bit. So. Oh okay. Yeah. All right. Big dog. Yep. Big dog. Yep, yep, yep. But um dude, um welcome back. It's been a good podcast. Whew. We've been going for a while. Yeah, almost 53 minutes. Have I mean, anything else you want to throw out there? I mean, I got so much shit I want to throw out because we got six months of shit to catch up on, you know? But we're going to take it little by little, dude. And, and here's, the, here's the deal, people. I, I, I don't know if I can do two podcasts a week anymore. I'm going to put this one out on, what did I say, dude? I'm going to put it out on Mondays, I said, or Wednesdays. What did I say? I don't know. We'll have to rewind it. I think you said Wednesdays. Well, I'm, I'm going to put one podcast out a week for sure. And then uh, I, I was thinking about changing the name of the podcast to The Flat Dark Earth, Gary Brugman's Flat Dark Earth, or just The Flat Dark Earth. But you know what? I mean, we're going to do the Gary Brugman podcast, keep it the same format, and talk about the things we talk about. And if you and me feel like getting an edge up and throwing something out there, we'll just throw out The Flat Dark Earth podcast on the same Boom. channel. Fuck Two it. for one. Fuck it, yeah. Two for one. That's what I'm talking about, brother. That's what I'm talking hey, about. now. Dude, so a couple of weeks ago, I went to the, uh, as you know, I went to uh, Texas Range Day. Dude, right. what a good time that was, bro. Crispy was there. <clears throat> uh, Mike Mike Mikulski from uh, from Sons of Liberty was there with with all his with all his weapons. Um, Aaron Co- Aaron uh, Quinn from Cobalt Kinetics. Um, Rudy Reyes. Um, every everybody was there, man. It was freaking awesome, man. I met a buddy of mine, R. W. Higgins. And uh, he he runs a, a wit machine, wit tool and machine company, something like that, out of Children's Texas, okay. man. They they make some badass silencers. And I've been following this guy on Instagram. And dude, this guy's awesome. He gets up in the morning. He gets up early in the morning, have a cup of coffee, goes outside and shoots a few rounds just to start the day. <laughs> <laughs> just to start the day, just, man. Just to start the day. That's that's pretty. Awesome. Like ah, oh, hold on, let me drink my coffee. Pom, 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 pom. Yep, just starting the day, bro. Awesome. Goals, baby, Gum goals. and coffee. You know, it, it, it's hard to believe how much I missed um, missed that sport. Missed that sport of, of, of uh, competition shooting. And, you know, hopefully here soon enough, uh, as soon as I get some time and, and the right equipment, I'm, I'm going to make a run for the 55 and up tactical game, for the 50, 50 and up tactical games. 
Oh, is that the the class they have fifty and up? Mm-hmm. That's okay. the division. I'm almost yeah. there. That's the division. Yeah. <laughs> a guy like me cannot shoot against a guy like you. Sorry, they got an amateur division. They do. Oh, awesome! They That's do. Nice. Hey, don't don't get me wrong. I might I might start off there. You know, I'm still catching up quite a bit on a, lo- a lot of things. I've forgotten a lot of things that I knew, but no. But it's I'm like so- riding a bike. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of fun, man. It's a yeah, lot of fun. I got I got my hands on a nice Tavor. I got my 300. Uh, I just picked up a little Ruger 1022 for Ziva. That Tavor is something else, man. Yeah, With it's the freaking wicked. Whew. It's wicked. That's my, that's my favorite. I, I never thought I'd like that more than an AR, and I still don't know that I like it more than an AR. But it's it, it's definitely a freaking badass weapon. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a I got I got a Vortex Strike Fire Two on there with a three by magnifier. It's pretty awesome. Tuned in. Yep, and uh, <laughs> and and Dave Boone Dave Boone Benton gives a class on the Tavor too. So guess who's taking that? Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. No, you nice. see, uh, you see, uh, you see, Tank has got his Uncle Sam's guns now. Yeah, man, he's got a couple of different models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proud Good of that, man. Him. Good for him. A lot of things we need to catch up on, brother. His his rifles are very fairly priced. Yeah, yeah, I like him. I think I'm gonna get one. Yeah, me. I was. I, I get the emails. I look at them all the time. So we, we got a bunch to catch up on. I know, ladies and gentlemen, I know we've been bouncing around back and forth on this podcast right now. You know, um, we've been a little scatterbrained. It's like, dude, we need to get it out there. But, you know, we're, we're back. We're giddy. Yeah, we're back. We're here. And um, we just want to give one more little shout out. And uh, that's going to be to Swifty. Eric Swifty. Swifty! Good. Swifty! Swifty, we haven't forgotten about your brother. Um, we're going to have you on here real soon. Got a bunch of things going on, but yeah, man. I mean, again, sorry. It took me six months to get back on the air. Sorry, uh, that, that, that y'all had to keep kicking me in the ass to get it going, but man, I've been Fuck enjoying freedom. Fuck that. Sorry. We're back. Yeah, we're back. He was enjoying himself. You know? No, yes. No, no need to be sorry for that. There you go. You know, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're back and it's, the show's going to be better than ever. And we're going to kick it. We're going to have guests. We're going to have a whole lot of people, a whole lot of the drunk yes, Gary going on. Oh, my Lord, baby. Oh, a lot of drunk Gary Gary's going back on with his friend. Mm-hmm. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Who sings that? Murder. Eminem. Won't you let him? Ooh. I created a monster. Because nobody wants to hear Gary no more. You're chopped liver. <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is true. All right, man. So you're going to roll us out? I'm going to try. Let's go. Well, that concludes this episode of the Gary Brugman Podcast. Please like and subscribe on social media. I'm your man's big daddy roughneck saying stay frosty and I will watch your back. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to this last hour of the Gary Brugman Podcast. We're back. You know, I want to thank you. Um, I want you all to stay safe, stay vigilant, be savage. God, Texas, non first. We'll catch you next time. God bless y'all. God bless Texas. God bless America. Trump 2024.